Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Phillies Today, a Sports Radio 94 WIP podcast uh, here with Francisco Rojas uh, on a chilly Sunday night. It was a nice weekend, sort of, I guess. Not really. I mean, it almost, uh, the Saturday almost got rained out, so uh, I lied there. But it was a beautiful weekend as far as uh, Phillies baseball goes. They get three of four. It did exactly uh, what they were supposed to do against uh, the Colorado Rockies uh, this weekend. And I said this uh, when I had when I was with you guys last Thursday. I said this to you guys last Thursday that the Philadelphia Phillies needed to come into this series. I know minus Bryce Harper, minus Reese Hoskins for the rest of the season, minus Ranger Suarez, injuries galore. They should have still been able to take three or four from the Rockies, and they did exactly that. It's hard to ask for uh, a four-game sweep from any team. I don't care how good or how bad you are. It's hard to ask for a four-game sweep, considering just how baseball is, uh, it being a long season, uh, and what have you. So, look, three or four. Got to be happy with that. You have to be happy with that. Going to get to my uh, takeaways in just a minute or two. But first, just going to give you guys a quick recap uh, of today's 9-3 win over the Colorado Rockies. Your starting pitchers for the game were Jose Urania and Zach Wheeler. Bottom of the first, Trey Turner cranking up the power. Solo home run, one nothing fills in the bottom of the first. Fast forward to the bottom of the third. Cody Clemens uh, hits his first home run as a Philadelphia Philly to make it uh, a two to nothing ball game. Top of the fourth, a few things happened here uh, where the Colorado Rockies uh, took the lead. Um, Johan Daza, or excuse me, Jonathan Daza. I believe it's Jonathan, right? It's either Jonathan or it is Johan, and it is Jonathan. Excuse me. Um, so Jonathan Daza, he gets hit by a pitch. Um, with bases loaded, uh, Erickson Profar scores, and then a couple of more runs uh, score in the inning uh, on a Castro sack fly and an Ezekiel Tovar single. Um, and then uh, going to the bottom of the fourth, just uh, later in that inning, RBI ground out from uh, JT Realmuto. Bases loaded, RBI ground out 
Um, Kyle Schrober scores to make it a 3-3 ball game. And also, uh, later in this inning, uh, Alec Bohm grounds out where Nick Castellano scores, where the Phillies would take the lead and absolutely not look back. Uh, that would be uh, an understatement um, for the rest of the way. It was a 4-3 game. Phillies would tack on uh, five more runs um, in this ball game. Bottom of the seventh, uh, Bohm gets an RBI double where JT Muto scores. Uh, 5-3 ball game. Uh, just a couple of uh, just very shortly later in that uh, bottom of the seventh, Bryson Stott hits a two-run jack. My gosh, me and my buddy were talking in the car uh, about, oh, maybe Stott's cooling off a little bit. I don't know. It's a two-run bomb, 7-3 fills. Uh, bottom eighth, uh, Brandon Marsh, another one that hasn't really cooled off. Uh, two-run homer uh, to make it a 9-3 ball game. And then Luis Ortiz uh, comes in and shuts the door in the uh, the bottom of the ninth. It was a little shaky at the end where bases were loaded, but he strikes out, strikes out Ryan McMahon with the bases loaded to end the game. So the Phillies take the ball game 9-3, to three, and they take the series uh, three out of four from the very bad Colorado Rockies. Just straight up, they're not a good baseball team. They're not expected to be a good baseball team this year. Um, and the Phillies made sure uh, they did just that to the Colorado Rockies, which was beat a bad team and take a series from a bad National League team. So Phil's take, again, Phil's take uh, three out of the four games. And my key takeaways uh, from today's game, at least, and I've said this, I think I said this last week, uh, I don't know, maybe this was the Chicago uh, win with, with Walker in, and I talked about basically how the Phil's prototype to win uh, should be, you know, someone like uh, Taiwan Walker, whoever it may be, uh, in the middle of that rotation, going out, giving you five to six solid innings. Uh, the bullpen comes in and does their job. The offense gives you, uh, you know, solid enough run support, um, you know, even though they're missing a couple of key cogs in the lineup. Um, they should still be able to, uh, you know, at, at least, you know, in moderation, give you um, – you know, run support. Um, and this is how they should win games. And again, I understand they scored nine runs, but just in general, how I looked at this game, look, and Zach Wheeler's had much better starts in his Phillies career, like, you know, better than six innings and three earned. Um, you know, he's a workhorse. He's been one of the better, you know, bigger work, work, workhorses in baseball over the last couple of years. Um, but again, like the way I looked at this was, this was just another, this is the prototype for how Phillies should be winning baseball games this year, especially again. And I'm going to get to it in a second uh, about being how good the bullpen uh, should be this year. And oh my gosh, over the last week or two, they have been great. They have been a really good bullpen. They've been, you know, over the last week or so, they've been uh, one of the best bullpens in baseball. I mean, that's, that's no stress. They might be the best bullpen in baseball right now. Just the fact on it, but you know, uh, what guys like Soto and Kimbrell and all these guys uh, are doing right now. Um, but again, like Wheeler comes in six innings, three earned. He does his job. No, not a perfect start from Zach Wheeler, but he comes in, gets the job done. Um, and then you have, you had, uh, you had Soto come in, gives you an inning of, you know, an inning, uh, you know, just uh, one strikeout, but it doesn't matter. It's about getting outs. Um, and I mean, Soto has been really good lately. Really good. Uh, after, you know, right after the last, uh, you know, his last couple of or his first couple of appearances since then, he's been great. My gosh, Soto and then Alvarado. And then, you know, 
I don't know what they're doing with the closer role. I guess they're just, you know, giving different guys shots, whether it's uh, Sir Anthony, whether it's uh, Kimbrell, whether it's Luis Ortiz. It just seems like it's a it's a different guy every night. Um, but as long as you're winning ball games, like who cares? Like again, it's about Soto. It's about Kimbrell or whoever's honestly or Alvarado. Seriously, hope they Alvarado. My gosh, um, it's about those guys. You know, coming in really just shutting the door. It's not just about the closer. I know there are still people that think that the the save is the most important uh, stat when it comes to relief pitching and whatnot, which is not true. Um, it, I think there's people that you know, uh, you know, look over it too much. But regardless, like the, the the Phillies bullpen in general is doing a good job. Bullpen by committee, that's the most important thing. Bullpen by committee is the most important thing, and the Phillies are doing that right now. They've been one of the best bullpens of baseball. I know I've been going off tangents with the bullpen here, but I can't just I I keep uh, you know coming back to how good the bullpen's been. So how the Phillies have been one of these games prototype. Again, Wheeler giving you your starter, giving you five, six, seven great innings. Bullpen coming in and shutting the door. I know that was nine runs, but uh, the Phillies being able to, you know, give enough run support for the just to feel comfortable. You know, by the time they got to, uh, you know, Bohm's RBI double where Real Muto scores, should already feel comfortable at that point. Okay, so prototype to win baseball games. Remember that prototype to win baseball games. It is a theme. Um, the last the last couple episodes, it has been a theme. Um, second key takeaway from this game, um, it's time for Trey Turner to heat up power-wise. I mean, it, it had kind of been forgotten a little bit, his power, because I don't know about forgotten. I mean, World Baseball Classic, he cut, he comes out, hits what? However many home runs he hit in the World Baseball Classic, whatever it was like, what? I felt like 10 home runs. I might not even be wrong. I don't. I forget how much it was, but Turner was just on fire in the World Baseball Classic. And, you know, contact-wise, like, he's been a solid hitter. Um, but his power was not his power was not there. He wasn't barreling up the baseball all that crazy, you know, over the, over the first three weeks of the season. And, you know, he hit, he hit a bomb today. He hit a bomb today. He hit his first uh, homer as a fill against, uh, was it against Chicago or Cincinnati? One of those series. Um, he hit his first home run as a fill. And... I'm just thinking Turner, I, I don't know if it's going to be a tear like he did uh, in the World Baseball Classic or what it might be, but it's it's time for Trey Turner to turn it up. Try It's time for Trey to literally turn it up uh, power-wise, especially uh, because who knows when Marsh is going to cool off. Stott talked about, you know, certain players cooling off and whatnot. So Turner's going to have to, have to uh, you know, start heating it up power-wise. I'm not just talking about home runs. I'm talking about doubles, triples, all that. Um, so... You know, Turner, Turner, looking for Turner to heat it up power-wise. And series takeaways, again, like I'm already, I'm not going to go too far into it with the bullpen here, but I'm just mentioning. Um, this is from Bob Wankel, uh, Bob Wankel, excuse me, uh, on Twitter. Um, earlier he, tw- earlier today, he tweeted, the Phillies bullpen held a 7-1-9 ERA through last Saturday and has responded by allowing just one earned and over its last 24 innings for a 0-3-8 ERA. My goodness, they have been unbelievable. And again, I'm not going to go into it too much, just because they've been so good. We know we know what Jose Alvarado can do. Um, we know how good Gregory Soto's been. Like the the bullpen's been great. The bullpen has been unbelievable. Um, and you know, again, I'm not so worried about the role, closer role right now. 
right now at this point in time, I don't know how, uh, you know, setting. I, I don't feel a type of way right now about the closer role. Um, but the bullpen only allowing one earned in the last 24 innings over the last week, that just says enough right there. The bullpen has just been so good. That's one of the, my biggest serious takeaways uh, from, uh, you know, uh, against Colorado here over the last four days. And then another another simple one, taking three or four, doing what you're supposed to do against a bad team. And I mentioned this, uh, you know, about nine, ten minutes ago, uh, you know, opening up the show here. But taking three or four, it, it, and it might not seem like a big deal because it's like, oh, we're supposed to, it's the Rockies. Like, well, listen, Phil's did, did not have a good start. We're just now, um, they're not at 500 yet. They are 11 and 12, but you know, getting back to 500, you know, is the goal here. And they're on their way there. They're a game away. They're a game away against Seattle uh, this upcoming week on Tuesday. And we're going to get to that in a second too. We'll preview um, the series against uh, Seattle. Uh, but taking three or four early in the season right now, just to, you know, get yourself really feeling good is important. And taking three or four, extremely important for this baseball team. And also, uh, just a few uh, news and notes. Um, and, I'll, and I'll say it real quick because, I mean, I, I, uh, I'm sure 99% of you um, understand that or, or have heard that uh, Bryce Harper could possibly coming back mid-May. And, I mean, it, it might – I don't know if it's a record or what it is, but he, it might be like one of the – it's definitely one of – the fastest recoveries from Tommy John for a baseball player. And it's just insane. It's just insane. I mean, hopefully look, all, all I care about, and I don't want to go off on too much here because I, I know that you guys, uh, have probably heard about this. have heard about, you know, uh, shout to Matt Gelb from the athletic the athletic, excuse me. Um, him talking about it, uh, or reporting on it and good, great work by him, uh, as always. But, for Harper to come back mid-May, just just please make sure that he's right before he comes back. Like, don't push it too fast. Um, don't push it back too fast. But Harper could be coming back mid-May, and that's exciting. Um, also, some important news on Ranger Suarez. Rob, this is according to Destiny Logardo uh, on Twitter. Rob Thompson said if Suarez feels fine today, this is earlier today, he'll throw a bullpen session on Tuesday and then go out on a rehab assignment. So there you go. Some progress. Um, I don't know how he fared today. Uh, I mean, this was uh, about like 12 hours ago, so I'm not sure uh, what the, what the update is on Ranger exactly, but that was earlier today. So that's a little bit of an update, I guess. Um, also Nick Nelson, uh, hamstring injury uh, through two and third, two third innings is also from, from destiny in the, in the same tweet. Uh, Nick Nelson threw two and two thirds innings yesterday in Florida Touched 95 miles per hour. Um, they want him to stretch it out to about three to four innings. Uh, so looking for, you know, some more depth for the bullpen. Depth is always good. Depth And depth has always been uh, an issue for the Philadelphia Phillies. So looking for Nick Nelson to get back in some capacity. Um, so a little bit around the league before we get to uh, our preview uh, of the Seattle Mariners series. Um, I'll give you guys one headline uh, to start here before we get to around the NL East. Did you guys hear about Drew? Is it Drew Maggi? I think it's Drew Maggi. It's a, he's a 33-year-old um, minor leaguer in the Pittsburgh Pirates system. Um, 
and he could possibly make his first appearance in the show. I don't think that he made an appearance today against Cincinnati. I'm going to look. Uh, I didn't get a chance. I'm going to look um, at the box score, look to see if he possibly got in there. Um, nope. Under, uh, it's unfortunate. But hopefully, um, 33-year-old Drew Maggi, who has been uh, in the minor leagues for 13 years, um, and currently, again, he is in the Pirates system. Um, and he's playing for, who is it? Is it Altoona? It's Altoona, but either way, this is an incredible story. We all love these stories, man. I mean, here in Philadelphia, man, I mentioned Chris Coast. I mean, you guys know Chris Coast? I mean, former, what? I don't, I don't even know when Coast came up. I'm trying to think. Coast came up when he was, uh, he might've been 30 when he came up. What was his debut? He's 33. I mean, there you go. Like, Coast was 33 when he made his debut in 2006. I mean, that was – we love Chris Coast here. I mean, he was a part of that 08 team, right? He was a part of the 08 team. He was the backup catcher. So, I mean, Chris Coast was a was a fine backup catcher. He was fine. So, it's pretty cool. Drew Maggi, hopefully – you know, he did get called up, I think, for the, in the Twins organization in 2021. He did get called up, but he never saw playing time. So, I think it would be cool to see playing time for Drew Maggi. It would be awesome. Like, we all love stories like that. So, Drew Maggi, hopefully you get your – you know, you're, you know, possibly some playing time. That would be super awesome. Um, and then around the NL East for you guys, the Braves lose five to two to the Astros today. They get swept a rematch of the 2021 world series. So the, uh, the Braves, um, now they do, uh, remain at the top of the NL East with the New York Mets, uh, who are both 14 and eight that the Mets actually just lost. I don't know if that, if that's right right now, I'm going to refresh my screen because I th- that final just happened. Oh, Mets are 14 and nine, so they're a half game back. Um, so the Mets, uh, who uh, I originally written this down and said our Mets playing Giants right now, but they they lost uh, that that score just went final. So um, they split that series with the San Francisco Giants. I mean the Mets are a half game back in the standings. Um, Nationals they lose to the Twins three to one today, um, but they took two of three from the Minnesota Twins. Uh, so the Nationals aren't a great team, but they took two of three from the Twins, who are a better team, but that's baseball. So there you go. Uh, Miami Marlins, uh, they lose 7-4 to four to the Cleveland Guardians today, um, but they take two of three uh, in that series. Uh, so Marlins, Guardians, uh, Marlins lose 7-4 to four today. Um, and it, just to update you guys on the standings, said it already with the Mets and the uh, the Braves. Braves fourteen and eight, right at the top. Second place, Mets fourteen and nine. Uh, Miami twelve and ten. Your Philadelphia Phillies eleven and twelve. And then those national Washington Nationals at seven and fourteen. Um, so though, and just uh, a few more scores just around the league uh, today. Looking at the four. On April 23rd, Orioles beat the Tigers uh, two to one. Pittsburgh uh, beat Cincinnati two nothing. Um, Toronto five uh, one all over the Yankees. Tampa Bay another win. They're setting records, man, over there in Tampa Bay uh, with these home streaks now. Four to one over the White Sox. Um, Boston twelve to five on the back of Masataka Yoshida hit two home runs in one inning, I believe, including one grand slam over the Brewers. Twelve to five. Um, L.A. Dodgers beat Cubs seven to three. Rangers over Oakland five to two. Kansas City loses to L.A. 
uh, Angels four to three, San Diego uh, and the Diamondbacks, San Diego seven to five over those D-backs, St. Louis and Seattle, uh, St. Louis seven to three over the Mariners, who the Phillies are facing next, and like I mentioned with the Giants and the Mets, Giants five to four all over the Mets. Um, so just going to get you guys set up on the series here, uh, preview against the Seattle Mariners, and I will be recapping uh, parts of the or you know recapping the series. Um, and the last scheduled Mariners game uh, with the Philadelphia Phillies on Thursday. So just to get you guys prepped for Mariners. Mariners, uh, Phillies playing the Mariners at home. I'm excited for this series. I'm I, look. I don't I don't have second favorite teams anymore. I, I used to when I was a kid. But if I did, Mariners might be that type of team for me. Just because the Mariners are really uh, they're a really fun young team, and who doesn't love really fun young teams? Uh, but the Mariners, uh, they're right in the same spot as the Phils. They're ten and twelve. Um, they did just take two of three from St. Louis, but St. Louis hasn't had the the best start to their season. Um, who knows how the NL Central is going to shake out? But we know how baseball is; things even out. So I expect St. Louis to to get back up there in the standings at some point. Um, but so it's like again, as I said, Seattle's ten and twelve. Um, they're probably a better team than that. They're a team that has World Series aspirations, just like the Philadelphia Phillies. So. You never know. Could it be a World Series matchup? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. You never know. Um, so, Tuesday, tomorrow, or, well, actually, I'm recording this Sunday night, so about, you know, whatever, under 48 hours from now. Um, on Tuesday, we're going to get some Bailey Falter versus Logan Gilbert. That'll be on Tuesday. Wednesday, we'll get Taiwan Walker uh, versus Marco Gonzalez. Um, and then Matt Strom versus George Kirby. Um, as a fan of pitching, I'm looking forward to watching Logan Gilbert and George Kirby, um, at least from the Seattle side. And I'm also obviously looking forward to Falter, Walker, and Strom all going to work uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies. So just looking at some of uh, where the Mariners uh, stand numbers-wise, uh, just where they rank, uh, hitting their 25th in average, um, 26th in on-base percentage, 22nd in OPS, 15, uh, 15th in runs scored, um, 21st in home runs, 14th in stolen bases. Um, looking at their, where they rank in starting pitching, uh, they're ninth in ERA, 6th in whip, 4th uh, in walks per 9 innings, 10th in uh, Ks per 9 innings, 7th uh, in hits per 9 innings, uh, and 5th in uh, home runs per 9 innings. And then just looking at their uh, their relief pitching, uh, their eighth in ERA, eighteenth in WHIP, twenty uh, seventh in walks per nine. Um, so maybe the Phils can get to uh, their you know the the bullpen there. Maybe they can uh, you know you know take advantage of plate discipline when when a team's twenty seventh uh, in walks per nine, tenth in K per nine, um, sixth in hit per nine, uh, and fifth in home runs per nine. So. Really, the, the Mariners' offense hasn't been great. Uh, just middle of the pack as far as run scored goes. Uh, starting pitching, top 10 in ERA. Relief pitching, top 10 in ERA. So, Phils, look, the Mariners are another team, just like the Phils, who are probably looking to have uh, you know a better second half of April than they did the first half. They're a better team than this. The Phillies know they're a better team than what their, uh, when what their record says as well, sitting at 11 and 12. Uh, so, so two teams that are looking uh, to, you know, to build on their season as they go. Um, and 
I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. A lot of talent in this series. Julio Rodriguez uh, from the Seattle Mariners. Just trying to see if there's any injury, uh, any injuries right now. Evan White, Dylan Moore, Taylor Trammell. Uh, they look like uh, I'm just 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 going down uh, the Fangraphs roster resource right now. So a few uh, a few injuries just in generality or just in general there. Um, but Julio Rodriguez, player to watch. Uh, Ty France, Eugenio Suarez, Cal Raleigh, Teoscar Hernandez, Jared Kelnick, um, AJ Pollock, Colton Wong, JP Crawford. That looks like the starting lineup for them. A lot of talent in that lineup, man. A lot of talent. To only be scored in fifty or be fifteenth and run scored per game, um, you know Philly's got to do their job, man. Mariners are a good team, better than what their record says. So um, it's going to be an interesting series to watch, man. I'm excited. So um, you know, make sure you tune in, tune in every day to Phillies today. Whether it's me, Francisco Rojas, whether it's Dan Wilson, whether it's Tucker Bagley, um, who will have you on the other days that I'm not uh, doing this podcast, which is every Monday and Thursday. Um, Dan has you on Tuesday and Wednesdays, and I believe Tucker has you on Fridays. So that's going to do it for me. Looking forward to talking to you guys after another series win against the Seattle Mariners. So talk to you guys soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.